Hey. Hey. You're finally here. You have to say it like that, like you've been waiting and waiting, like you've been waiting and debating. Come on. <laughs> I'm gonna always be worth the wait. Judge. Just like that. Exactly in that order, sir. Mm. I don't know. You might not want this this tonight. I'm feeling feisty. Oh. Mm-hmm. Feisty like that. Exactly. Mm. You was under your skin. <laughs> What's under my skin? I don't know. Oh. Mm, nothing's not but nothing is um I don't have anything particularly under my skin. I might want some things to be under my skin, but it's a whole nother discussion. Oh. Well, yeah. welcome to the possible world. Thank you very much. And who are you? Um, I'm Big Hustle. Because we big over here with hustling. I've got, and I'm, I've got nothing to say. Because you just, every time, every single time. I guess I'm the it's one. The running joke. What? It's the running joke. Oh, I guess it is. You made it that way. So I guess I'm the wonderful and beautiful Michelle A. So. Wonderful. Yes, you are. Yes, in that order. Thank you. I that. I was on feisty today. Today's the day that you could get it. <laughs> Don't come have you been, looking, been looking at the news lately? Not at all. I'm very <clears> upset <throat> with what's going on in the world, so you're gonna have to enlighten me. Well, it's a new um, what can I call it? A new symptom that comes from COVID. Um, what um, Omicron. What is it? Omicron. What is what variant. is it? It's a variant of the coronavirus that very high despite significant questions about the variant itself. Countries like South South Africa and stuff had this variant and now it's in America. Mm. And what are some of the symptoms the same? Or um, are new symptoms? Many of the restrictions aim at corralling Omicron, which was the first identified last week by researchers in South Africa, was aimed at travelers from Southern African drawing accusations that Western countries were discriminating against a region that has already been set back by vaccine shortages. This is the way for them to kill off all the Africans, basically. Oh, wow. Population of why not say, Oh, it's a variant, and um, y'all got this variant because we didn't give y'all any vaccines. Basically, I'm not enough. Wow, Mm -hmm. well, that's kind of crazy. 
I hadn't heard that. But again, I hadn't been looking for it. So I depend on so, you to give me the news. Thank you. Okay. So as we move on to the other news, in New York City, a woman was charged Monday with murdering an 80 year old Staten Island man who they found in his hallway of an apartment building with the phrase, I touch little girls written on his chest. Oh, wow. Police said the 28-year-old woman who at one point lived in the same building as the victim in New Jersey on November 2nd, cops say. Wow. Uh, They expedited her from New Jersey to New York Monday and she was hit with murder, manslaughter, and assault charges. Wow. Over the July 19th killing, when he was found, he was wearing only a pair of pants, which were down below his waist. Wow. Williams had told the Post, and what appears to be a black marker, the words, I touch little girls, according to Williams and authorities, were written on his chest. Two other mm-hmm. phrases were also found on his body, according to police sources. One is, I take dolls in my room for girls ages one to five on his stomach, and I touch his right foot. Police have not identified a motive in the killing. Sources said the woman has been silent since her arrest. Wow. Well, you already know what that's about. I mean, I don't think we need her to say much. You know? I uh, guess that she got touched by him and yeah. I don't know. So, so, so what's your stance on that? Do you believe the pedophiles can be rehabilitated? No. Okay. I don't believe they can be rehabilitated. Okay. Um, why not? times when you ever see somebody who's a pedophile, they have a string of victims over the years mm-hmm. that that just go on. Okay. Do you believe that pedophilia is a neurological disorder, something in the brain, or do you think it's impulse? You think it's think physical it's or neurological? I think it's neurological. And I think it's something in their brain that bring okay. it that bring it to that point. Okay. Do you believe that you know because I've you know read some some studies back in the day you know not like I studied on it but I just saw some studies back in the day. Um, this is not a new topic, but these studies say that um, a lot of times when they put these these men uh, while they're in jail. Um, if they get declared mentally, you know, whatever, they give a medication to help with the neurological part of it. Um, you know what? That's nonsense. I seen something a long time ago that they show how when these pedophiles go to jail, how nice the jail was, and it was like a, a, a open building and everything else. And I don't know it. it it seems crazy to me, but it don't seem like a lot of times these pedophiles be getting away 
with like easy punishment. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it 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 is it's crazy. Now I heard just the opposite. The pedophilia, uh, pedophiles in jail, they get they go into no. That's if they in general population, but you know they have they have a special like, housing for them. Yeah. Yeah, and that special housing is like a, a a resort. Oh, see, I ain't heard that. I heard they have special housing. They put them in DC um, to keep them from, you know, getting done up. Um, but they put them in with um, the prisoners that are like feminine or that have, you know, I've just heard, you know, fortunately, I don't know anybody that's been in that situation. So I don't know. I just know people who've been in prison and just say, okay, they separate them. You know, um, they'll still be in maximum. The gangs and stuff go at them in prison and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, exactly. And that's why they have to. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. That's crazy. So, okay, last question. You know, since we started with this news story, um, Mm. if, if a pedophile moved into your neighborhood, would you move? No, but I think they should move. Okay. Do you think pedophiles all ought to be just segregated out, like put in their own neighborhood? They gotta live somewhere. Yes. Okay. You But you notice in the um urban neighborhood they consider like they don't wanna tell if it's a pedophile or whatever. They figure like when you live in an urban neighborhood it don't matter. It do. Okay, so what about this? When now I've heard of these kind of cases where you have um, an older guy, let's say the guy's 18 and the girlfriend's 16, Mm -hmm. and they, you know, mess around and the parents don't like it. So they say it's statutory rape. And if the male gets convicted now, between the male and the female, it was quote unquote consensual, right? They were boyfriend and girlfriend in both of their minds. But the parent can call foul, I guess throw a flag on the plate, so to speak, because the man, because the boy is 18 and the girl is, is 16. Um, but if the boy gets convicted and he does, um, you know, time or he's charged, then he has he gets a, yeah, a sex offender. Absolutely. What do you, that's, that's such a slippery slope because all they do is register him as, as a sex offender. They don't say you know, oh well, you know, they were he I was know. he was a freshman or a sophomore. They just say I, I feel in certain cases like that they should be more specific. Yeah. It shouldn't be that they like if somebody like that to throw ruin somebody's life like that, if they like a year apart or something like that, that's something mm-hmm. totally different. What do you think is too too old? Um I'll admit when I was younger I used to um, entertain, well, no, that's the wrong word. <laughs> I used to, uh, uh, I guess, talk to, for lack of a better term, older guys. And so I think I told you this story a little bit yesterday when I was in California. Um, I remember being 14 years old and me and my best friend skipping school, hanging out at her house. She had these guys come over and one of these Negroes was like in his late 20s. But we both lied and told these guys, I was 14, she was like 11. And we told these guys we were 17 and 18 and they went for it. 
Now, mm. granted, granted, 17 and 18 is still too young for 27. But, you know, where is the cutoff age on that, do you think, um, you know, for those kind of relationships, if that could be considered? I feel people know common sense. I felt like this when when I was in my 20s, I didn't want to talk to somebody that was 17, 16 or something like that. I felt like there wasn't nothing they could, I could talk to them about or even be interested in them about as far as that. So it depends on the person. The person gotta, they gotta, they know right from wrong. People right. know right from wrong, but then you got some people that try to take advantage of the situation. Oh yeah. Oh, Everybody yeah. seen older dudes trying to take advantage of younger girls and stuff like that because they older and they probably couldn't talk to nobody their age, so they talking to somebody younger because they feel more comfortable talking to somebody younger. Mm-hmm. It's it's. <sighs> Only because I think I've played that game. Again, I was 23. My daughter's father was was 31. You know, and and what did we have in common? Not anything. He had been to the military. He had lived a life. I was just getting my life started. You know, um, I, I don't know. I, I because I'm getting ready to turn 50. I sometimes am approached by men that are in their 20s still, in their early 30s. And to me, that's no different than me being 25 and a 15-year-old. What well, you 15? On purpose, just 10 years difference. What do I have in common with somebody 10 years outside my decade? On purpose, I'd be like, oh, I'm mature. Oh, I'm 10 years below me. You 15 that's years below. So. But then you have people that sit up there and they don't care. Yeah. You got people that don't care that that take situations. And they just out of control with it. Like I knew a, a lady in the Bronx who she went with her son friend, and the son was only like sixteen, and the boy was seventeen, and she had them going to school together from her house, and she was Ooh. keeping him there, talking about that was her boyfriend. Ooh. My goodness, talk about that's way beyond the Stella. That's that's right. Yeah. Like those those teachers, those female teachers that you're having this relationship with this 14, 15 year old boy and they don't know no better that you done gave him some all he knows that's the best thing nice bread he ain't never I'll never leave you Miss Thompson come on uh -uh. that's why so many of them been getting locked up but you notice it yep. slowed down since they were locking them up oh yeah absolutely these women getting pregnant by these little boys girl bye that's that's it's crazy it's very crazy. And, and I'm that parent, because you know I have two daughters. I am that parent that I say something to me in my age that approach my daughter. Because I'm like, if you have daughters and a Negro your age approached, and you know what you're thinking about mine, what you thinking about what you think he thinking about yours. And how would you feel? Yeah. You know? Yeah, oh, a respect now. factor. It is, and it's absolutely. That's where I'm just like, people can't be so uh, I'm gonna use my grandmama word. They can't be so much of a whoremonger that they just gotta have it. They just gotta have it. As long as they 18, you a hoe. You are you are. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, it just 
that whorish, I gotta have it, I just gotta, come on, because if you was any kind of man, you gonna find it in your own demographic. You wanna exactly. be out trying to get these younger women, these younger girls, they figure younger girl, older women know too much, we talk too much, we say too much. You know what I'm saying? But it's the same thing in reverse. We have an older woman and a younger man tries to approach. They think every older woman is going to be a cougar. I, and I'll be honest, <clears throat> before, before you and I, sweetness, uh, before you and I, I will say that I would get approached by younger men all the time. And first thing I would say is, you looking for a cougar, sugar, I'm not it. I'm not it. Because if you think I'm washing your clothes, cooking, hell, I had people come wash my clothes. I don't wash my own clothes. At least back then I did. I was just like, you think I'm going to cook a meal for you? You better take me out. Who fit? No. I'm, I'd be a bad cooker. I'd be very disappointed to you. You'd be somewhere trying so to find it you saying you didn't want to be a sugar mama. That's what you're saying. Ain't you no way. I'm spoiled. We both sit up there looking at each other like, ain't you gone? Ain't you gone? When you gonna when you gone? Ain't, ain't you gonna wash my clothes uh, and iron them and everything else? Yeah, ain't nobody got that kind of that <laughs> man. All I gotta say is I ain't ran into no no uh that good. So it made me want to do that. But no young ass man, nah. I got a man now and he is he is the bee's knees. <laughs> He older than me, so I have to use that kind of talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't mess with an older man now, so. You like them older men that be saying dad nabbit and all that other stuff? <laughs> Always say it. That don't make no sense. <laughs> yeah, I got me what it is. <laughs> so you wanted tonight. I, I told you I was feisty. I told you I, I you should put a warning at the beginning of the podcast. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all right. Don't be trying to uh, let's go let's go b- back to the news. A fifty five year old man attending a corona party to try to contact contract the virus and build a natural immune to get COVID-19 passed, to get infected and die. He oh, died right. doing that. Was it white or black? Do they tell you the people race? We need to know people race. Cause I think, I don't think- They ain't race. saying it's race, they ain't say. We but they said this, despite the fact that the government around the world are doing everything in their power to vaccinate as many people as possible against COVID-19 free of charge. There are millions of vaccine hesitant people who decide not to get the vaccine for many different reasons. Mm. Many countries are not allowing only fully vaccinated people to go to stores, cinema, shopping malls. Yeah, that's a little bit too much and to travel and the policy puts a lot of pressure on the unvaccinated mm, as it should i mean <laughs> i'm sorry I but now they said fake covid vaccine certificates sold on the black market that wow. everyone can get yeah. one super easy with just a few clicks However, there is one more rising trend that seems to be much more dangerous 
compared to the fake COVID passes and certificate, and they are called Corona parties. This okay. kind of parties are extremely popular, especially in Europe. Of course, it'd be in Europe, where okay. people gather in an effort to contract the virus, therefore build a natural immunity. Corona parties are the type of parties where at least one COVID-19 positive person will attend and party while all other attendees are people who don't want to get the vaccine, but they also don't have natural immunity. At these parties, the vaccine-hesitant people share drinks, hug, and stay face close with the COVID-19 positive person in an effort to contract the virus and build a natural immunity. That makes no sense. None at all. What if you get it and you don't make it? What if you get it exactly. and it'll be a little bit more worse for you? Exactly. What do you mean for this to happen? Oh, what's happening? Oh, it's happening. That's, but that's you think about this. The person who got the coronavirus got to be loving that quality. They got to be loving it. That's, that's, people were also surrounding them. They're giving them drinks. He's drinking out of their cup and they all up in his face like they kissing him or whatever. Why would the but why even the person that has corona? Why would you why would you be so irresponsible? Everybody ain't gonna they, make it out of that. Exactly. But they, they got it twisted. They can they gonna build like it's a cold or they're gonna build immunity and then it's gonna be all right. Somebody done told him wrong. That's that's it is, but that's what they're doing over there in them other countries. So you saying you wouldn't attend a COVID party? Oh, the devil is a lie. I would not go. <clears throat> I'm not trying to get my name on that guest list, sugar, at all. You don't have to worry about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just... Yeah, that is. Because even with the vaccine, you can still get it, right? It just shouldn't be as bad, you know, preferably. Yeah. But, I've, I mean, I've heard so many different things happening. I think it's still one of those things that the government, as much as they try to understand it, there are still certain nuances that they don't understand. And not to sound like a conspiracy theorist, um, but I do think it was something that the government created and got out of hand. I think Trump was a mixed up in it. I think it was something that they had planned. And I think it made it pass for that he just wasn't going to do it. They got to Trump and they got the right one. You know, I think they found a president that didn't have any ethics, any morals. And he was like, mm, what not? And he didn't. He signed off on whatever needed to be signed off on. And I just think he had, you know, I think it was a government thing. You know what I'm saying? But I think that they Here's got what Trump did. Here's what Trump did. When people in China was falling out from the coronavirus and all that, he got the people that had, was in the army base from Wuhan, and he brought them back to America. And he said, oh, it's nothing. It's just like getting the flu. And um, they home, minding their business. He released it into America right there. Man, and he did that. You know what, though? Now, not to make light of this, however... When everything was first, you know, was everything really broke out about it, and and um, they had you know all the different news coverages around the world. Man, it's a couple countries that was that was wild when it came to trying to. They was like, 
quarantine, people stay off the streets. Boy, when I tell you, China was kicking. China was kicking indoors and dragging folks out. Man, because people yeah, want but China was the one who started it. And they killed the doctor. They killed the doctor who, who was trying to warn them and, and report that the disease was there. They killed them. All I can say is I saw the YouTube videos. They was kicking indoors, grabbing folks if they knew they had it. They they you know they got word that somebody had it, but they wasn't getting no medical treatment. They was straight. Yeah, and, the, and the, the African people that lived in China, they was beating them up and telling them they can't stay in their apartment no more and all that stuff. I, I see. You know what? Honestly, I never seen no black folks in China. You know, I'm not saying I that did. there were. I just seen, I seen videos where with Africans that lived in China and they was. They were roughing them up and telling them they they didn't want them to stay there or whatever no more. Well, the people I saw was China, China on China, getting their ass beat. Then in um, like I guess you all know some Africans. Africans try to move to every country it is. Well, they always go single and style. You gotta know that. But they was getting the other ones. And then it's um this guy called Luza La Wong. And he's a he's a black African, and he make videos on YouTube showing how he lives in China. Mm. Oh no, I don't and doubt there's black people there. I don't, I don't doubt it. And yeah. What is another country? Um, Hui, man, and it's not it's not funny, but this guy does voiceovers. But um, maybe somewhere in India, but they be um. Man, people be riding down the street on their little motorcycle, and the police just corner them and get they these whooping stick, these big old. Um, yeah, I seen, I seen um, them in, in India be beating their ass with those sticks. Beat I seen them. And then, <laughs> but if the dude doing the voiceover, it just, it was just, I was like, Lord, I should be laughing, but when I tell you, I was on the floor. Because they was whooping like somebody. This man, the police went up in this, like, I guess it was like a church and they cleared out this whole little, I guess the synagogue or whatever it would be in India, temple. Cleared out the whole thing and they was beating their ass as they came out the door. It was just waiting on them at the door, tagging them with sticks. Like, whew. America could have had But you it. know what? That, that, that gotta be um, a hit to your ego if you're a grown man. And a, a grown man come beating you with man. a bamboo stick. It's got to. But you know what, though? When you think about the big picture, if that is the way that they police, I, it's probably not necessarily ego. It's just their form of... It's probably not even... Because that's the way they police in some of those countries. It's probably not even considered... Uh, what do you call it? Brutality? It, or, or force? It's, it's mm-hmm. like the way. It's probably... They, they got to have a law set up for it to be... Uh, brutality or whatever yeah exactly they probably don't have it so um yeah, it's, just, it's just crazy though it's this covid parties jeez louise you know we had down here when covid was going on strong down here in missouri um uh branson missouri right or lake of the ozarks it's a real popular place in the summertime and it, the summertime of 2020 where we made the news made national headlines Cause some of y'all who had a party in the Lake of the Ozarks and when nobody wearing masks. Uh-oh. And it was at the height, it was in 2020, it was the summer of 2020 when all of it, everything was still pretty much shut down and, and 
It's like, how would you be so irresponsible? And why you got to be from Lake? You got to be probably from, because people mainly, if you get caught up Lake St. Louis, you pro- I mean, Lake of the Ozarks, you probably are. From- so it just was really retarded that they, they do stuff, irresponsible stuff like that. Then they want to sit up when somebody dies, sit up and grieve. You did this. Uh-uh. Saying you can't grieve, but you did that. Exactly. Mm. I made me some really delicious tea. And it is very, very tasty. It's got nothing to do with the news, but I just felt like sharing. Oh, I'm glad your tea is delicious and welcome. It is very tasty. You I might sound like you in a Lipton commercial. <laughs> really? This is some delicious ass tea. Wait, wait, what kind of Lipton bags? Wait, wait, is that a Lipton commercial on BET? This is some delicious ass tea. Where are they running this? This is the St. Louis Lipton commercial. (laughs) This is some delicious ass tea. Delicious ass tea. Ah. Oh, no, you didn't. Did you really do that? Ah, that could be a slogan, though. Like, that could sell. This is some delicious. We could put it on the market with uh with uh wrap snacks. Yeah, Master <laughs> Tia try to steal it. <laughs> this is uh, your slogan right along with it. This is some delicious ass tea. <laughs> Every black folk will be buying it. I'm gonna get some of that delicious ass tea. Hey, have you had the new delicious ass tea? Delicious. I know. I'm I'm gonna make it St. Louis delicious ass tea. Mm. And I'm a seller in the hood. Oh, you! It was. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Any liquor store that's I'm on honest, my hood, any liquor I'm store that's on my hood, Martin Luther King Boulevard. Right, and that's where all the Arabs set up, and a black old business on that block. So you make. Well, they check. saying. <laughs> Don't they call Arabs saying niggas? Not here. I mean, I I know they do somewhat. My mama. That's a, that's a, uh, wait, wait. I mean, that's an old school term. Um, told you he was older. My mama used to call him that, but like we just call him that. Yeah, that's what they is. Right. They really don't like that either. But um, but they is. I can say that because um, I have that 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 little bit of North African in my blood so I can talk that shit but they is they saying niggas oh okay okay (laughs) so they need to get out of Martin Luther King Boulevard man they all over and and, and, uh, they can't do business with my delicious ass tea (sighs) yeah hilarious there is a guy here, and his name is Mike. Mike, 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 Mike. I forget Mike's last name. But Mike owns about 10 to 15 um, gas stations um, in St. Louis City, North City, West Side, and South Side. And they're all in black neighborhoods. Hey, I wish I remember Mike's last name. I wanted to do an interview with him. Like, I wanted to. Um, for a project I was doing, I wanted to interview um, 
uh, immigrants that come to St. Louis and open a business. And so I wanted to interview a uh, Korean or Chinese, I wanted to interview uh, a Pakistani, like someone that owned a, 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 a Chinaman, somebody that owned a um, beauty supply. Uh, us? Somebody who owned a Chinaman? A, a Chinese <laughs> restaurant. You know, in St. Louis, we call Chinese restaurants Chinamen. I don't know why it was a thing when I got here. Are you going to get some Chinamen? Because the Chinamen, because the Chinamen own it. Because you see a Chinaman standing in there. Chinaman. Yes, but that's how we announce it. I'm going to go to the Chinaman. What you want? I ain't going to the restaurant. I'm going to go to the Chinaman. So, but I did want to interview somebody from the Chinaman, somebody from a beauty supply, somebody from. a liquor store and somebody from a gas station because the majority of all those ones are owned by immigrants. The majority of them. I'm not saying blacks ain't in there. We sprinkled in every year and again. But the majority? Oh, they got that on my. Asians. Used to be Asians. You wanna know why? Because because they got the big um the funding from back home. Uh, what? Funding them. They and got you know that oil think? money behind them. I don't even almost I don't even always think it's that because if they're getting the money from back home, they're sending it back home. You know what I'm saying? Like the, there's a, a brother and sister that own a, a liquor store around the corner from my house and they take turns. Um she'll work. I had a friend. Sorry to cut you off. No, you I had a friend. I mean fuck with you. I had a friend that was from Saudi Arabia. He was from Saudi Arabia. He used to have a chicken spot and stuff. And he cried because his father made him come back. And I heard his father arguing with him on the phone. And his father was like, you cannot stay there anymore. You coming back. And he cried that they closed him down and made him move from America and made him come back to Saudi Arabia. Mm. Some of them, I mean, they get here and they get used to life. They don't want to go back. Um, and then brother, he, and he messed up. He used to give me free food and everything. Let me get it in quick. The brother and sister that I know, they own a liquor store around the corner. <laughs> they take turns going back and forth. One stays here and works while the other one goes home for a month and they both send money home. Got it in. You got that off? You happy? You got that off? I had to. I was trying to contribute. It was good. You was it's like, good. excuse me. It's good. You put your hand up. Excuse me. I got something to say. Okay. The whole point is this. The whole point is this. What? I feel like a lot of people in the black community, you don't contribute anything to the black community, you get the fuck out. That's simple. Right. But here's the thing, right? My project that I want to do, I wanted to interview them, right? I wanted to sit down with them and say, why the black community? Why St. Louis? Because it's not just St. Louis. You've seen the Chicago, it's in, they all over. And it, this sort of thing is not just having to hear this, what they're doing all over the United States, right? It's because so, that's what they do. Don't you understand? They throw them in the black community because they right. figure it's easy because they figure black people don't own anything. But they figure thing, black I, people. Uh huh, go ahead. I'm just saying, I just, the whole point of the interview is. Not to assume a narrative. I want to have them, if that's what it is now, bullshit, we cut through the bullshit. But I still want to, that's a compelling interview to be able to sit down and have and say, 
ask those hard-hitting, tough, fact-finding questions. You know what I'm saying? Because I think it is something that we as black people, I know that we are affected, we care, and we're offended. So we want to know, why do you come and open up liquor stores in our neighborhood? You know what I'm saying? Because really it's the same thing as the whole... um, I hate to go down this road, and we are way over our podcast, but it's it, to me, it's the same theory of them making black people easy targets because they know that there are deficiencies, there's deficits, and we're going to buy. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't go to Chesterfield and, and set up as heavily. Now, there's some with Chesterfield. Chesterfield is an affluent neighborhood here in San Francisco. So, I know. Oh. Mm. So, um, they don't go to Chesterfield and set up and, and do that. Um, there's some, you know what I'm saying, some companies out there that do it, but they're not heavily populated. You can drive down any North St. Louis City street and on every other corner, you're going to see a liquor store or a Chinaman on every other corner. Every other corner. Mm. You know, and the Chinaman here, they got so bold, they start selling catfish. They sell catfish plates, pork chop plates. What is you doing? You're supposed to be selling rice and egg food, young. Why are you got? Why are you selling catfish? Fried catfish. What are you doing? Catfish is delicious. It really is with pickles and onions, but and hot sauce. Why are you doing that in our neighborhood? Because they're trying to rule them, and that's why. That it is. That's why I say it's easy. I believe they do it because it's easy money. But I want to hear what they would say. You know, I haven't found anyone brave enough. I didn't get to the Mike Saeed, that's his name. I didn't get a chance to get to him because I was recommended. Another you know, A-Rab friend of mine was like, hey, you go talk to Mike Saeed. He is the man in our community as far as owning shit in St. Louis. Like, he's the man. He'll sit down and talk to you. I didn't get a chance to get a hold of him. I, mean, I couldn't catch him. So, anyway, I, um, I would love to. I want to bring people stuff like that, so... Oh, I understand that. You can talk to my boss, my podcast boss, and I'll let him, Mr. Steele, and see if he can, um, you know, see if he can set me up with something. No, he's racist. I said, Mr. Steele, you can't get with him still and hook that up he, on he, I think he's kind of racist. Who still is racist? Yeah. He <laughs> I've heard him make some very opinionated comments. He could be. He could be. I don't know. He might be around trying to punch people in the face. You know what he's into? Mm. He's a racist that goes around punching people in the face. I'm trying to work with him because I know you're good. He's a good racist at heart. <laughs> so. Yeah, but they, yeah, that's crazy. But, um, the businesses and how they have it set up. And they set it up, set it up like that all across America. Yeah, but we need to, like I said, we just need to start having discussions. You know, we need to, we just need to start talking about stuff. And, you know, anyway, what else you got for me, boss? Um, I don't know. Whatever you want to talk about. Well. We've already talked about my delicious ass. Um, you talk about your morning show? My morning show, what do you mean? 
You know, the little hustle. I No, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that, sir. Um, <laughs> we talked about the delicious-ass tea. Um, man, we could talk about... Coming to a hood near you. The hood near you in St. Louis. We could talk... What you said now? The who is... What is St. Louis? Uh, coming to a hood near you in St. Louis. Delicious-ass tea. I know we could talk about trips to St. Louis. Gee, what's the last time you've been to St. Louis? Uh, wink, wink. That's what you, you play yourself. <laughs> it's up to me what I want to talk about. Uh, you throw it out morning shows. I thought maybe you might want to talk about trips to St. Louis. Um, I'll be in St. Louis soon. Oh, well, you know, someone, I ain't saying when was you coming. I said, when's the last time you were here? No, I'm just saying, I'll be there soon. Oh, soon. Like, um. I was there not too long ago. Oh, really? How'd you like it? Oh. Um, it's okay. I was sick. Oh. Poor thing. Did you have anyone to help you get better? Anyone take care of yeah, you? Yeah, I didn't get a chance. I, I didn't get a chance to see, see who's going to take care of me. Wow. So you just kind of toughed it out by yourself, huh? Being sick and all. In a strange city. You're a brave one. I don't know if I'd be that brave if I went to New York and got sick. Let's talk about people being narcissists. <sighs> and narcissistic tendencies. I'm not a narcissist. I am not a narcissist. I am not. I may be a little full of myself, but I'm nowhere near narcissistic. Everything is not about me. Not always. I know that. That's very good. Anyway, did you just know it's half the battle? Did you just call me a narcissist on this podcast? No, that's what that's what we need to go back and visit. No, I was saying narcissistic tendencies. Mm, tendencies, okay. Mm, that makes it different. Well, let me drink some of my delicious tea. What we we I think we we running this podcast. We stretching for time now. I, I think we delicious ass tea. I'm drinking some of my delicious. We stretching time, but we ain't stretching it with so much because this is big hustle. Oh my God. So we could just ride the time out. Oh, is that what we gonna do? Yep. I'm following your lead, you the boss. Mm. I hear that. Mm. That's some good ass tea. This is some delicious ass tea. Mm. Good stuff right there. Mm. So we, we need to buy a box of 99 cent tea and put some stickers on. Oh. Can't, get, <laughs> can't get the cheap stuff. This is a uh, 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 a special proprietary blend. That's why it's delicious. Because it's special. This It's a blend of several different teas. 
star. Mm. No 99. Is that what that uh... is? what that is. Ain't no regular sip of tea. This ain't no backyard barbecue tea. This is some special shit. This is some delicious mm. ass, special ass tea. And it's delicious. Delicious, delicious. That's the type of tea that that nigga needed in the Corona party when he was kissing his face. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And drinking drinks with him. Some delicious ass tea. Now that wouldn't have saved him. That wouldn't have. Uh uh-uh. uh. Now he would have needed some of my special ginger. <laughs> I have to start me a whole life. Hey, do you know what do you know what the coronavirus is based on? Uh no, but how about you share that with me? All right, all right. So listen, this is my theory. Uh-oh. So I need people in the podcast to come close to your phone and hear Uh-oh. me. This is my theory. Uh-oh. Right? Let me get my popcorn. So the, co- the coronavirus, um, it goes from one person to another, and like the more people that's together, the worse it get, right? Mm-hmm. So being that the worse that it get, don't that sound familiar to you like something? No. Like the way that the coronavirus is set up, I'm gonna explain it to you. You know, combat what they kill the roaches with, right? Okay, yeah. You know how combat works? Um, enlighten me. One roach go in and they take the bait of combat, right? Mm-hmm. They come back and they bring the bait to the other roaches. So that one roach infects all the other roaches and then they end up dying from all of them being infected. Okay. The coronavirus is like combat for humans. Okay. Think about it. People can't touch their face. If you touch your face, it gets worse. If you hang around a crowd of people and you're in a crowd and people have it, it gets worse. Just like with combat. If a roach go into a crowd of roaches and it got the combat bait, it's worse. It would kill all those roaches. Interesting. First of all, when those Chinese scientists made that up in a lab, they based it on combo. Okay. They based it on you don't get On combat, the roach bait. Oh. oh, oh, okay. My bad. I'm with you. Oh, man. You just took my whole conspiracy theory and threw it out the window. Well... Um, you left said window open when you started down that road. <laughs> I can't help it that a breeze came through and blew your little stuff on out the window. I was with you. I was trying to be supportive. That's my job. I'm just saying. Do you, uh, do you know what combat is or you don't have no idea what I'm talking about? I mean, I have an idea. I've seen commercials. I get the concept. Yeah, but it's like the same concept with people. Except it's with people. It's like the same thing. That's why they they were dumb for having that coronavirus party. Because when there's more people, the disease is more effective. Yeah. 
That's why they tell people social distance and keep keep away from other people and separate yourself. That would be why. Okay, whatever. I ain't explaining this no more. No, I understand <laughs> what you're saying. I um, I understand what you're saying. It makes me mad too. Storm spreaders. <laughs> Thank you. You echo. No, I love you. You, you, you finished drinking your delicious ass tea? I am finished drinking my delicious ass tea, sir. Okay, so we did like close to an hour over. We did. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> you had so we got pardon words. Pardon words. Um, hmm. Parting words. Don't have no corona parties. Um, and if you do, don't let this guy know because he is not having it. Um, man, man, that's that's it. Um, people should get ready for me getting ready to turn 50. I mean, you know, I might have oh, a little, there you go. I might have a little soiree or something, you know. Um, you know. A little a little something something. Cause it's fifty, so in a non-narcissistic way, I'm going to celebrate my life. Oh, there we go. Party time. Yeah, and uh, that's what I'm gonna do. Put on something sparkly and be grateful that I'm alive. That's what I'm going to do for my fiftieth birthday. That's all you can do. That's all I want to do. So. Hoping I'll get an opportunity to spend it with someone special, but you know, just, we'll see. Of course, you will. Of oh, course, I'll spend it with me. I'm special, right? Is that what you're saying? Okay. Really, really? really? No, I, just, I didn't know if that's where you was going with that. I was trying to see direction and where you were taking the conversation. <clears throat> the A-Lab people need to get out of Martin Luther King Boulevard. That's your part in comment? Yes. Okay. Alright, well, I would uh, tend to agree. How do we rebuild our neighborhoods? We need to talk about that on the next episode. We will. <laughs> you said that. I'm <laughs> 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 